For 99.7 KVUT, I'm Mike Landis. A recent addition to the UT Tyler Department of Literature and Languages is a veteran educator and a much-accomplished author. In 2020, he was inducted into the Texas Institute of Letters. Think of that as the Texas Writers Hall of Fame. Our welcome to Glenn Blake. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Now, before our interview, I asked that you send me some background information on all you've done. Seven pages later, I realized it was never going to fit in this interview. It's just not long enough to be able to get it all in. You have a lot of accomplishments. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Now, you're the author of Drowned Moon, Return Fire, The Old and the Lost, and your novel, Deguelo, is that out now? Has it been released? Uh, It is due under contract uh, the end of this year. God help me. That's only, I have like... 11 months left. Okay. But this is the final draft, and it's time to wrap it up uh, because everyone's dead. I feel like I'm in the final scene of Hamlet, and I'm just stepping over bodies. Everybody in your book is dead. dead. Exactly. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Now, of the many honors that you've received for your work, you told me the Texas Writers Hall of Fame is right up there at the top. Oh, yes. It's like a Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm not ashamed to admit that my knees buckled and I teared up. And I'm very honored to be in that select company. I really am. I'm really happy to be here in Tyler. Right. Well, it's it's good to have you here in Tyler. Now, you're teaching creative writing here at UT Tyler right now. Uh, But as esteemed as our school is, you didn't leave Johns Hopkins in Maryland just to come to the Piney Woods of East Texas, right? Well, it's uh, it's an interesting story in that uh, not many people know this, but my wife, and I are, in effect, from Tyler. Karen found out, well, they're opening a new medical school in Tyler. Would you like to go home? And I said, I would love to go home. I would love to go back to the Piney Woods. When we flew into the airport at Tyler on 64 for the job interview, we had it that later that afternoon, and we pulled, what, about two miles to Tyler Memorial. We parked the car, and Karen went off in one direction, and visited her family. And I walked off into the gravestones and visited my family. And so I could see Karen talking to her grandmother, talking to her mother, talking to her uncles and aunts. And so our family's here. And so we've been going out there regularly and and visiting with them. Tell us about Karen and the medical school. Well, um, she directed the Center for Simulation and Standardized Patients at George Washington. At Foggy Bottom, which is... In D.C. In D.C., right across, not too far from the White House. Half of what she does is deal with actors and standardized patients for medical students. And the other half is simulation, where she is now at this conference in Orlando. She found out there was a position here, and she was really excited about that. Um, She made so many friends, almost with a consortium of, of doctors and standardized patients and medical humanities colleagues in Tyler, that it's so good for her to come back. So let's get back to your career as an author. And you're teaching kids in East Texas about creative writing. What's that been like? Well, it's it's fascinating for me. Like I said, uh, at the end of the semester in the fall, I say goodbye to my students. And God, do I love the students here. And I looked out, and some of the students were weeping, and most of them had tears in their eyes. And what I said to them is, you need to remember this, that I love you guys. And the reason I love you guys is, I am you. I'm from East Texas. And their stories are no different than my stories. 
sometimes when you te- cre- teach creative writing to 18-year-olds, it's, uh, it's a challenge. I mean, I make this joke that when I was at Johns Hopkins, every week it was a bar mitzvah story and then another bar mitzvah story and another bar mitzvah story. And if we were lucky, someone's grandmother died. And I would just think, oh, thank God, we have a dead grandmother. That's pretty much all they have to write about. But as you get older, you have different stories to talk about. But no, I've really, really enjoyed it. I have a, and I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm teaching in a classroom that's just right next door, practically here in the, in the, in the, the KBUT, yes. KBUT. So it's, it's wonderful being back. How difficult is it to find ways to connect with young people? What's different is how they put the word on the page. That technology has changed. Okay. I still get up every morning. I think I told you it. At 4.30, I'm on my computer at 5. I usually write till like noon or 1. I teach in the afternoon. I still write by hand with a pencil on a legal pad. Uh, I do that because it slows me down. I think you should have to physically pause as a writer when you make the mark of a comma because that's what a comma is. It's a pause. Some of these students compose, of course, on a computer, on a laptop, some of them on their iPhone. On their phone, And yeah. they can type faster than they can think. Mm. And the challenge for me as a writing coach is to encourage them to slow down. Because if you don't slow down, because fiction is just poetry, poetry is just music. It's stresses. It's rhymes. And you have to be able to hear the song of that prose. I have a professor friend of mine down at Rice that gave the final exam uh, in December and filled the board with it uh, in cursive. And the students said, oh, what is that? I, 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 we can't even read that anymore. Aramaic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I guess the thing I'm wondering about is, is that kids consume so much off a screen mm-hmm. daily. Sure. Uh, all of us do to some extent, but, sure. but sure. no matter how old we are. But certainly young people consume arguably more than most. Sure. And and this is the age of TikTok where it's it's quick, it's fast, it's sure. funny, it's whatever and you move on to the next thing. It's like eating a, not not eating a package of Twinkies, eating, you know, a a box car of Twinkies each day. Exactly. Well, that's why I when I talked with Dean Gray and uh the wonderful uh, uh Dr. Wei Wu, the chair of the Department of Literature and Languages, I designed a course titled Short Short Story which is a new exciting form in fiction. So I'm teaching a course in what's called microfiction, flash fiction, and sudden fiction. And these are narratives. We're in microfiction right now this semester. And these are short stories that are maybe one half page long. Flash fiction, maybe one page long. Sudden fiction, maybe two pages long. Now, someone might say this has something to do with the short attention span of younger writers. I just think that there's so much out there, like you're saying, but it's almost like sitting in front of a large TV screen with a remote control and you just pause about every four seconds on a different channel. That's the way some of these young writers think. Uh, And then you're, I'm constantly baffled with these student writers view more movies in a week than they read novels in a year. Now, that has to affect their idea of scenes, uh, character development, of conflict, crisis resolution. It's something completely different. So I, and I think one of the big challenges of a writing coach is not to dictate to your student writers what you think a narrative or a story is, 
but let them bring their idea of story to you. And you were their coach. You were their uh, usher. You walked them and you helped them to do in creative writing. It's not so much teaching talent as teaching them what not to do. Don't do this. It can, you know, basically cut 10 years out of your writing career because otherwise you're just waiting for rejections from an editor and maybe you'll get some sort of uh, instruction there. Rarely, rarely. So bottom line, are you encouraged by the progress your students have made? I met with my students here in this building, just feet from here, the studio, on Tuesday, and I had four student writers present work that that truly blew me away. This is their first presentation in fiction. They've never taken a fiction workshop. And I told them, I am stunned by this. Uh, and And, of course, it doesn't hurt to encourage young writers. All right. Uh, they'll get enough of the other when they get to graduate school, you know, <laughs> or they get off into editing. Yeah, life, uh, life will beat the stuffing out of them exactly, later on. sooner or later. Yeah. You've been listening to our conversation with acclaimed author and UT Tyler creative writing instructor, Glenn Blake. I'm Mike Landis for 99.7 KVUT.